Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I do want to emphasize that scripture from John chapter 4, because it's such a, a great scripture. Um, and uh, it's Jesus encountering the Samaritan woman. And the reason the story is, I mean, on every level, you know, scripture is meaningful, full of meaning. The scripture resonates in so many ways because it's, it's boundary breaking. We're a culture divided by race. We're a culture divided by uh, class, divided in so many ways. And, and Jesus shows how the kingdom of God works, that it crosses boundaries, that it does the unexpected, and, and that God gives new life. Um, the scripture says in, in John chapter 4, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Uh, the Samaritan woman said, hey, aren't you recognizing what's going on here? Like, we don't talk to each other. We don't like each other. We don't, you know, you're not okay with me and I'm not supposed to be okay with you. Um, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? Uh, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And then again, the whole uh, male-female divide as well. Jesus answered and said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And even in, in that verse, um, if we just had a glimpse of all of the, the love and grace and power of God that he could, would, could pour into our lives, we would ask we, if, we, if we knew what was available. Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, she says. She is bouncing between the kingdom Jesus is casting and the world that she can see around her. Um, And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst indeed. So not only will God satisfy you when, when you let Jesus in and give him your life, but he also does something that, that comes up out of you. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so this picture of transformation in terms of what not only meets your needs, but transforms you into a, a need meet, meter, <laughs> to make up a phrase, that's the picture of the well. I want to introduce you today to a remarkable woman named Mandy Mimmels. Let's just give Mandy a, a good severn welcome. <laughs> Yeah. And the, uh, the name of the ministry used to be Drink at the Well. Uh, it's been kind of abbreviated to the well, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. this is the scripture that is the, the foundation mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Mandy is the, 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 the person that God used to begin something where there was nothing. And I just kind of want to say from the beginning that I'm, I want you to listen to Mandy's story. And I want you to listen to the story of the well in several ways. I want you to hear the story. I want you to, to hear her story. I want you to hear the picture of the well and what God is doing there, okay? Um, but what I want you also to see is that, that the well of the spring that's welling up in her life and overflowing is the same spring that God wants to be overflowing in your life as well. It's the message she has for the, for the women mm-hmm. that she works with, but it's also God's message for you. Mm-hmm. And, and as you listen, again, we're trying to make a major shift here at the Church of Seven Run. Um, 
we are trying to move from traditional sit on Sunday, do nothing on Monday motive. And our culture, you know, has, has been not only with the churches that run, but with churches in this, this uh, well, in, in the West, in the States, um, that not only are we sit on Sunday, but now our sit on Sunday has become once every, every three to seven weeks is the average, the number of people who, who, who sit. And, and in fact, our model of discipleship has grown that now um, Pastor John is sharing that, that some 80% of, of even the foundation of giving for the church is done by, by our senior citizens. So our culture is going wrong ways and, and the scripture is, is calling us out in another direction. We ain't going with scripture. Uh, we, we ain't going with culture. Y'all should leave if I, if I go that direction, okay? We're not going with our culture. We're going in the direction of scripture, all right? Some of y'all are so shocked you didn't, even, you didn't even know how to respond to that. You didn't even laugh, okay? The word of God calls us out and Mandy is going to tell her story of hearing the Word of God call her out. And what I'm trying to say in my wordy way is, you are no less called. Right? In fact, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say to them, you are no less called. I want to hear it. (laughs) You are no less called. (laughs) All you front row people. So, Mandy, um, was it sky riding? Um, was it, um, you know, you, you're riding along on, on a donkey and got knocked off by lightning and an angel of the Lord appeared to you? Uh, was your life perfect and easy and, and, um, and everything fell into your lap? What was your journey for God using you to, to follow him into creating this ministry we call the well in Curtis Bay? Mm. Certainly not lightning strikes. Okay. More like the still small voice. I did have to get knocked off a little bit, though. <laughs> knocked off a donkey, yeah. Uh, there's a, a walk of humility, um, a walk of obedience. Um, and what it started was uh, years ago, I know some of you know Ron Willoughby, who began a church in, in Pasadena called um, New Hope, and I was a part of that, and that's where he taught us how to love outside the walls. He's back in Baltimore doing the same thing. Um, many of you are familiar, familiar um, and he began this church called New Hope, who got a new pastor that was came into, he was from the city, from um, New York, and he was coming into the Curtis Bay area, and he was circling this community in prayer. In the meantime, I run off to Africa to uh, love on people in Africa. And when I came back, uh, as I walked into this area of Curtis Bay, which demographically is a really tough area of the city. It's dangerous. It smells even sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It has its own aroma. Yeah. It does. All the... And... um, you know, very uh, ridden with crime, uh, prostitution, addiction. And uh, he was circling this community in prayer, asking God to, to bring people along. And um, he was very surprised that God called me, <laughs> but he did. He called me. Um, and I kept, I, I kept hearing him. It was after Africa. You know how those uh, trips abroad, they change us. That's, that's, what, they, that's what they're there for. And I, I was stepping in to this area of Baltimore and hearing all the same stories. And I was only a few minutes from my home, and I thought, man... 
um, I, I want to make a difference. I just fell in love with the community. Um, I was a uh, women's ministry leader at my church. And when it was time to do a women's Christ- Christmas party at my church, God told me, no, not a sweet little party at your church. I want you to take this party down into this area of Curtis Bay. And I want you to do a party for them in Curtis Bay. And it was an amazing night where women came in, 75 women who felt, said they had not felt love like that before. 40 to 50-year-old woman who said, I, I've never been to a Christmas party before in my life. And I thought, what on earth? And God said to me uh, that morning, I want you to do a life group, or in essence, some of you will know it as a Bible study. We like to call it a life group, but um, in in there, and he he got us into the Curtis Bay Rec Center, and we began this ministry in the in this area. Me and my friend Debbie, and we started with three women, and we in a period of time ended up with 40 women and we would break off into small groups and these were women from all sorts of socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, cultures, etc. Uh, experiences and uh, we, we began to do ministry and God gave me then a vision of having a home there in the community where women could be healed and restored and um, I answered the call um, to that um, after, you know, walking through much after a lot of humility, a lot of growth, a lot of challenges in my life. And I just said yes. So, so Mandy, and again, you just, you know, you just said yes. So, so you are, you are a hero to me. You are uh, an example of faith, but I, but I, Mm. but I want, um, you know, what you did was you listened Mm -hmm. and then she did something very religiously countercultural. She acted. (laughs) Guys, there is a vision of Christianity that, that we are kind of uh, like frog in the kettle asleep in. You know the, the frog in the kettle metaphor? Y'all know that? Okay, y'all are entirely too quiet this morning. All right? Yeah, name tags on. We're all friendly here, okay? Frog in the kettle, you know, you put a, a frog. Uh, why would we do this? It's, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. and, and you slowly bring up the water. The, the frog will so slowly acclimate to the temperature that it will not jump out before it... it I guess becomes frog legs. I don't know. Um, whereas if it was a sudden change. And so in our culture, in our religious culture, we've come to a place to where we have been taught that we are less than because we're not clergy or we're not, you know, uh, religious. We're not, we don't have titles. We're not, you know, we've been taught that, um, that our job is to sit and listen one day a week and, and, um, and then and that's pretty much it. The Bible teaches a different vision of of your life being answered by, by the, the Christ satisfying the deepest thirst of your life and then welling up to overflowing in your life and, and living, following Jesus seven days a week, okay? And, and so the call of God on the Church of Seven Run is, is seven day a week, Christian. Not only once, uh, you know, a week on Sunday, but again, in our culture, we are now at three to, to seven times. In other words, the average believer will attend on Sunday about every third to seven weeks, three to seven weeks, okay? So we are so far from, from the model uh, of Scripture. And, and what, you know, uh, what inspires me by Mandy and, and, and makes her a hero in my story is that she let Jesus be her hero. She let Jesus be someone who spoke into her life, and she listened, and she actually did what he said, there's a lot of us here who aren't growing because we, we're knowing, but we're not going. 
And, um, and we, we got to do that. We got to hear what God says, then we got to act on it. And, and we got to act on it with, with, with palms up. What's in my hands right now? Uh, excuse me a little louder. I got, I got nothing. This is how I feel most of all. Sometimes y'all actually think I know what I'm doing as your pastor. <laughs> you know, here, here, is my, here is my approach to being a pastor, right? I did all I could in terms of being prepared. I went to 13 years of school and I did all I could to be prepared. Here's, here's my approach to being your pastor. God, mm. I've got nothing, <laughs> you know. And, and Mandy, when you guys had nothing, you acted, you found a way, you didn't do the safe little Christmas party, you know, with the church ladies, uh, you got out, and you probably lost some of the ladies that, that you could have had a party with there in the church, but you went out, you found a way, and then not only did you do that, but you also financially mm-hmm. trusted God in a huge mm-hmm. and potentially life-changing way mm-hmm. in terms of, of your own giving to make this happen in the building that you guys pur- purchased. So... Um, you know, real Christianity, as Jesus showed on the cross, has skin in the game. Do you get that? This means yes, this means no. If you don't have skin in the game somewhere, at home, at work, somewhere, if you don't have skin in the game, then you're missing Jesus, mm-hmm. all right? So, so Mandy, okay, so you trusted God and mm-hmm. you stepped out. It's all been um, daisies and roses and yellow brick roads <laughs> and sunshine since then, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so what have been some of the challenges yeah. along the way in, the, in this ministry? Well, spiritual warfare uh, began from the very beginning. Um, and there was a lot. I mean, a lot I had to walk through personally. Um, a lot so of, God did not only oppose the ministry. Oh, man. He also came, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Satan mm-hmm. um, challenged mm-hmm. because God wanted to be trusted, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, so, first of all, uh, just a lot of challenges, personal challenges in my life. I mean, I'm not here sitting as a perfect Christian, as a perfect woman, as somebody who has it all pulled together. No, exactly the opposite. I just said yes. Um, but honestly, I, I've been challenged with a lot of the same things that you have and a lot of the same things that the women at the well who come to the well have. So, uh, complete opposite of just just said yes and just decided to walk in obedience to God but uh, you know in in being challenged um, with God saying hey I want you to do this ministry and me saying listen God you, you you've got the wrong girl I, I am not your girl I'm not I don't have the gift of administration I don't have this I don't have that and he said to me the spirit that I've placed within you has everything available to you to accomplish the purposes that I've called you to and so I just said, okay, all right, I'm in. Tell me what to do. Well, he said, you've already been doing it. The women that you've been mentoring, I just want you to go. I want you to replicate what you've already been doing. And by the way, I want you to purchase a building. And, um, and this is after a time of great humbling um, that God had to do in my life. And I, you know, and I said, God, I'm, I'm walking out. I'm done with ministry. I'm fed up. I'm done. And he said, Mandy... A man who puts his hand to a plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. He goes, you have already tilled the ground. It is soft. It is ready for harvest. I want you to do this. And, uh, you know, you may not see the promised land. (laughs) Something he said to me. You may not see the promised (laughs) land, but I'm just asking you to go. I'm asking you just to be obedient. And so, yeah, we we bought a building uh, in the middle of Curtis Bay, one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in high crime rate, like 500% over the average of Baltimore per capita, very high crime rate, um, prostitution, addiction. 
And he said, buy this building. And I thought it was going to be a little row home. And God gave us a 10,000 square foot building to do ministry in. It is mm-hmm. the nicest building. And can I say in Curtis Bay? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Modern building. Yeah, yeah modern building. Right. <laughs> modern building. And, and again, um, you know, it was a, a, a great personal step of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and at, this wasn't spending money that was extra and on the side. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was skin in the game all in. Yeah. My mom said to me, who was my real estate agent, she said, how, how are you going to buy a building? You don't even have a business plan yet. I said, I don't know. I'm just walking in faith. And, and I was sharing earlier in the earlier service that it was just, you know, I am here. I am planting a stake. And the community, need to, they needed to see the skin in the game. They needed to see that, you know, Mandy Mimble, she's been here for, for 10 years. But, man, she means business. Like, she is planting that stake. She is, she is putting everything she has into this. And, and that's what we have done. And, and with that... That people have come into the well, and they have—they're they're coming to see what you know what's going on there. We have created community. We have created a family, a safe place to be, a safe haven where we wipe off our feet. We come through the door, no territorialism, and we're we're there together, doing life together, loving on one another, and just uh, trusting God and the next step. So yeah. So Mandy. Um... So you've done a lot of things. You also, um, you know, you planted. And mm-hmm. so people who are skeptical, you know, about um, being in the community, you have mm-hmm. been in the community. You've developed relationships. Have to be. And relationship is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a lot of ministries that do programs. And this is one of the differences with the church at Severon and what we're going to do. Um, you know, it's extraordinary love that, mm-hmm. that makes a difference. It's it's. True. it's it's true relationship to where you're not a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not here just to teach you scripture from above so that you can rise to my level. Um, I love you and you matter. And I see the infinite worth of Jesus Christ inside of you. And I want to walk with you. And so you, you prioritize relationships with mm-hmm. the women and, and, um, and you invite them in. The well is more than a building. It's mm-hmm. in a building, but it's, it's, that's just a tool yeah. for you all building relationships and building life. And many of the women um, have never seen healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and when they, they come in and into relationship mm-hmm. at the well, they begin to see healthy and family. Mm-hmm. And, and so tell us a little bit about, about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, the women who would say, I never had family before. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said I was loved before. Yeah. And, and, and the whole core life program, how, mm-hmm. how that walking alongside model and the mentoring side of things, mm-hmm. how, how does that uh, work and how does it answer the needs in the area? Mm-hmm. Sure. So to give you a little idea of some of the women that we work with, um, women whose parents sold them for drugs, this is, this is a, it's true. These things are happening right amongst us. Most most of these ladies um, have experienced lives of trauma. Uh, we call them ACEs, um, early childhood, uh, you know, adverse experiences, right? Um, so adverse childhood experiences. And um, 95% of the women that we work with, that is that is the core of, of things that have uh, just tortured them and challenged them. And so they are left without family. And so women end up finding themselves, they find their way to the well, and there we all are. And I have to say to you, and Pastor, I know that you've had some of the same experiences, that a lot of us sitting here have had very difficult and challenging upbringings and things that have happened in our lives that have just... 
um, challenged us. A lot of us still have those family units still intact to support us and give us hope. And a lot of these women have been left to do life on their own. And so they, they've been left traumatized. They've been left doing in survival mode, trying to make it through. And so we have in, in, in created this, this space where women can come and feel loved and feel healed and feel community and feel family and um, not feel we are. We are the body of Christ and it's who we are. And um, so we have, uh, through the years of developing, uh, be, being in the community and then developing the well, I was mentoring with women individually and saw great change happening in the lives of women. And I thought, man, that's what this needs to be. We need to replicate what we, what I'm already doing in the community. Uh, we need to have relationship. We need to meet one-on-one with people and have a journey alongside a woman who's trying to make a difference in her lives. A lot of us have been taught and trained the core basics of life. And um, so many of these women were in survival mode as early as three, four, five. And so they weren't taught or don't even remember, you know, some of them, 40, 50 years old, haven't even ever written a check before in their lives, never opened a a bank account. And we're teaching and training on things like communication, esteem, job preparedness, relationship with God, relationship with others. And so we, we have an emphasis each month where women come to workshops and they're able to learn these things. Um, and uh, they are paired with a mentor uh, where they this woman will journey alongside of another woman where we um, just pour into someone who, who just needs a friend next to them, um, holding their hand. Um, doing life's journey, getting doing things like getting their license, very practical things, but very uh, uh, giving them scripture also, spiritual training, and um, we call it core life, C-O-R. It stands for community, opportunity, and responsibility. Community being the number one thing that we offer. Um, just come join us, you know. Um, and each thing that we do, the women, I love uh, how the women have adapted that at the well, um, one of the things that we say is, uh, in everything that we do, um, for the next woman that walks through the door, not for me, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accomplish this. Um, I heard someone say the other day, I'm going to get my GED because I want to show the next woman that walks through the door, she can do this, she can accomplish this, she can attain this, she can uh, soar um, in the you know, with the Spirit of God, and that is, uh, that's what we do, um, and that's who we are, community. So there are, uh, men, there's a lot of ways um, and, and other opportunities that, that, that we are given here at the Churches that Run to, to, to believe Jesus in an, in, in an active way. It's more than words, right? It's real. Um, and and uh, so, so I, I, I work in, I guess, in kind of a unique way in some ways. I mean, serve on the board with, mm-hmm. with the other ladies on the board. I'm kind of right now the only man there. Uh, we're working on that. <laughs> but when, I, when I, I enjoy speaking with women so much, they have been around men most of their lives who've been abusing them, yeah. using them, trying to buy them and other things. And just to communicate to a woman her worth and I want nothing from you. I want nothing mm-hmm. from you, but I want everything for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what we're, we're needing at this point is, is women to come alongside of and, and be mentors. Um, and that doesn't mean to be someone with all the answers, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you love Jesus and know Jesus and are seeking Jesus and can love, then 
then you know if you can make the conversation if if if, if man if you if I could make the conversation about you and listen to your trauma and your story and and offer Jesus there's the foundation of mentorship mm-hmm. and and to be committed in in a in a year long way um, so in a culture that is we're so busy too busy uh, all hurried all rushed that we we don't have time for anything. One of the reasons we're doing the, the Atley House and, and um, the Loved Ones Retreat Center is to stop and set aside time to listen and be with God. And in all the rush and all the busy, we need to stop, ladies, and some of you need to set aside time to be with his other daughters, okay? And so a great opportunity to have a conversation with Mandy afterwards about how to do that, what that looks like. And, um, and, and then also, um, we're going to switch the conversation here in a second to Hans Honey, um, um, and, and we're going to tell you about an opportunity, women, uh, to help. And I guess that wouldn't have to be women to help with the markets, right? I guess guys could help there as well. Uh, of course. Oh, my goodness, yes. There's a lot of manpower that we're doing, and we could use some muscle behind it. That's for sure, yeah. So, so you can hear the progression uh, of, of, you know, Mandy wanting a serious relationship with Jesus that's more than just about me, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the Western lie. It's all about me. Jesus said, if you'll come to me, I will satisfy you, right? If you'll drink of me, I, I got you. I got you. And now I, I, I am so uh, taking care of your interest that now you're going to be free to look after the interest of others. So she said yes. She went, right? She didn't just stay in, in uh, the safe community of, of, of that, that church community. She went and acted and she trusted and, and, and it's amazing how God is bringing light in the darkness in, in that area. And that's why we're partnering. Um, uh, we're partnering with Restoration Church, with the Transformation Center. Um, you know, the, the Loved Ones House is going to be partnering with, um, with the well. The ladies will be in relationship. And, and we're, we're this close to having uh, our, our house manager um, there. And, and we'll be working with, with, with Mandy. Um, but, but it takes... Saying yes and then acting and following up. And then God works. Then God does amazing overflowing things. And so one of the overflowing things that God has done um, is called Hun's Honey. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit of a Baltimore hook there. And so tell us about Hun's Honey, what it is. Tell us what a social enterprise is. And give us a little bit of the Hun's Honey story. All right. Well, a social enterprise is a purpose-driven business. So a business that was created uh, for the revenue goes towards social good. And in our case, uh, the revenue is going towards hiring women at risk. So we are, uh, we have six uh, women survivors that are employed who are creating these products. It's such a beautiful um, opportunity to employ women. And so they are working part-time where our hopes as we start to grow is that they'll be full-time uh, five days a week. And they're looking forward to that too. They have really enjoyed getting a paycheck, especially. So that is what a social enterprise is. Uh, So it started for me back, uh, golly, um, about two years ago. Uh, Well, no, I have to say about five to six years ago when I first planted the well. When I first started the well, I had a great friend who said to me, um, who's, who started many international organizations, said, Mandy, you know, you're really, uh, this is great, this program's great, it's going to be beautiful, but in order to really make a difference, you need to start a business that will employ women. This is, this is how you can greatly make a difference. And so, fast forward a few years, his wife takes me out to visit a, a place in Nashville, Tennessee called Thistle Farms, and Thistle Farms became then our model. Ask you, how many of y'all have heard of Thistle Farms? All right, so more of y'all need to hear at Thistle Farms. 
Because that's what Hun's Honey is going to be and then some. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, great things are happening. And so we, we watched as uh, 50 to 75 women at Thistle Farms, survivors, women survivors, survivors are running this business and creating these products. And it was like amazing. And I was like, oh, man. You know, I, I would love to do that. It seemed great, and it seemed large, and it seemed almost not doable. But um, fast forward about six six months later, um, we had a huge fire in the community, and I, I was away when it happened. But God brought me back that that Monday. Um, we were just all devastated. It was like eleven row homes, twenty six families burned out, and um, I'm sitting in the field, and I'm like, God, like, what's going on? What are you doing? And he just, he literally just gave me scripture and gave me the vision for Baltimore. And he just said, Mandy, Baltimore is going to be prosperous again. And, um, and I was like, okay, okay. And he's, you know, he just said, you're, you're going to be a part of this as you continue to obey. And I didn't know what that looked like. Four days later, I'm sitting in a community meeting and the beekeeper gets up and they had uh, started bees, doing bees in the Filbert Street Gardens up the street. And the beekeeper says, he he didn't even know God, but he he said, "Um, I started these bees and I don't know why, but normally bees don't produce a, a bunch on their first year, but these bees have produced so much, we don't even know what to do with it all. It's overflowing with honey. And as he said that, I could just hear God saying um, what he had showed me four days previously, a a land flowing with milk and honey, a land flowing with milk and honey. And when I heard that, it was just like the the heavens opened. (laughs) And I, and I just saw this vision of, oh my goodness, that's our social enterprise. Like we're going to, we're going to do raw local honey. We're going to, we're going to have, make these products that have honey and beeswax in it. And I looked over at one of the ladies and I said, did you hear that? I said that, that that's our social enterprise. Because I think I heard what you heard, and it was just the most amazing, most exciting thing. And that's where it all began. We just started thinking and dreaming. And that weekend, God just gave me. It was just amazing. This full vision of this thing called Hun's Honey. Hun uh, was created kind of back in the fifties and sixties of the working women of Baltimore, the language of Baltimoreese. So if you take a look at our products, they each have kind of a reflection of the name. Is that namesake of the Hun language? And uh, the women just love it. It's very playful. It's very fun. And we enjoy being the Huns of Baltimore. (laughs) And the amazing thing is that, um, so DNA, I mean, is kind of a vision of what God puts in us, right? It's all this information that's more, it's more information, more complex than anything a supercomputer could ever, you know, you could get your biggest crazy supercomputer and, and there's more inside of you. And, and so God has put his genius, God has put his, um, his life inside uh, of every life and every community. And, and so you're going to start a social enterprise. Well, you, to start a business, you have to sell something or have some service, right? And then it has to be good. And if you gave me the task of creating products out of honey... Here's your jar, you know, <laughs> you, you open it and you, and, and, and Mandy, the products that you guys have come out with mm-hmm. are amazing. They are, they are Thank quality, you. the, uh, and God kind of did all of this, mm-hmm. um, through just people in the family. Mm-hmm. He did all of this and, and, and God said, I already had this in you all. Mm-hmm. 
you just trusted me to bring it out. And so now you have this array of, of great products that you sell primarily now through the markets types of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And, and so tell us briefly about the products and the markets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's raw local honey, which is very, very healthy and healing for our bodies. Um, but also, uh, as I said, products that are made with honey and, and beeswax. And they're all natural and they're made with essential oils. So it's healing products by healing people. Um, we are selling in markets um, from... Uh, like farmers markets to we'll do conferences. Um, recently, this past week, we did a home show for a woman just opened up her home and we came, we told stories, we shared about um, the bees and, and what we were creating, shared about each product and we did amazing. So if anybody wants to do a home show, we do that on weekday nights and so we'd love to, for you to open up your home. Uh, we sell in churches as in the Church of Seven mm-hmm. Run. Thank you very much for your support and um, and then we're in 22 stores from Towson uh, all the way to the Eastern Shore. We don't know how this happened. We, we, told, we gave God we'd like to bring in this much money, and I think we're going to exceed that much money um, this year. So that's exciting. So we're not sustainable, and we won't be for many years, but, um, you know, God is just God. I don't even, honestly, how it came about is just a miracle, honestly. And we're not heroes, by the way. We're just women, just like you, who just said yes. Uh, but my, it's, mm-hmm. it's moving towards sustainability. It is moving towards and, sustainability, yes. And tell us yes. about she and her paycheck. At the, oh, at the... my goodness, yeah. So we have uh, it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I love eating my lunch in on Tuesdays and Fridays when the ladies are doing production. And it's just so much joy. I'm watching them. We call them worker bees. I'm watching them buzzing about, you know, making these products. Now they're going fast and furious. They know these products. I'm a big picture person. You know, Erin Allison, who, who uh, comes here, she is the nuts and bolts. She is making it happen. That girl is just a ball of fire. She's amazing. She should be very proud of her. She is making it happen. Uh, she is... Uh, and then, the, then the women, our worker bees, uh, our women at risk, our survivors who are creating the products, they get to have hands-on creating these products, seeing it from, from raw material all the way to finished and labeled product ready for the shelves. And it, is, it evokes such a sense of pride for them. And then for them to be able to then get paid to do what they actually love to do has been, man, it just, honestly, some days it just makes me cry because I'm like, it is such a beautiful thing to see them be creative um, and then be able to get paid for what they're doing. And every, every other Friday, it's payday. And Shira holds up her check and this big smile. We actually take a picture still every Friday of that paycheck. And I remember we were at, I was at a market with Shira a couple weeks ago or about a month ago. And we actually, uh, Jack Young, the new mayor walked by and she went, "Mm, I am running after him. And she got up and she took off and she sat and had this conversation with him. And she came back to me and she goes, I make a paycheck. I make a legal paycheck. I am a tax-paying citizen, and I can talk to the mayor. How many of you all have (laughs) have celebrated being a tax-paying citizen, huh? A legal tax-paying citizen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right in the legal economy. Yeah. Well, Mandy God has amazing things ahead in store. Again, the area of mentorship. Uh, ladies, just need some of y'all to step up. You may feel like you can't um, talk to Mandy and love isn't easy, but it's also not complicated, if you can put those two things together. 
and and being a part of the um, being a part of the the uh, the markets is actually a pretty energizing, fun thing. It's a great way to to connect with people. So good, yeah. Um, so Mandy will be uh, actually Mandy. We're just gonna Mandy will be at, ba- back at her table uh, with with um, some some other um, uh, folks from the well. And uh, but Mandy, just lastly and real quickly, um, God isn't done. What what mm. in a nutshell does the future? hold do you, do you think what mm. where are we going well sometimes I'm afraid to say because I'm afraid to limit what God wants to do but it's kind of huge and I don't even know how to put my hands around it honestly I'm just walking in the this the wind of the spirit and what God wants us to do but honestly the next vision is truly that we would uh, take uh, the well uh, and its programming and then take the Hunt's Honey, which we call the healing hive, take our hives, and then plant them around Baltimore, um, partnering with other transitional homes for women who are trying to rise up and give them more... just equipping them um, with with what they need to to really make a difference in their lives, and so I just see the well, little wells and Hunts Honeys popping up all over Baltimore. Uh, it's no longer become just local, but really more of a regional vision for uh, making a difference for Baltimore. Y'all think God is big enough to do that? <laughs> I, I do too. I do too. Let's let's uh, thank Mandy thank and praise God. Yeah. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Severn Run, for your for your work and help and support. Thank you. Andy, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Um, there's so much I could say. I'm not going to. All right? Uh, I am going to say this, that um, Jesus has come. I believe this. Right? Any of y'all with me on that? Wow. Jesus Christ has come. And Jesus Christ is coming again. And we live in the moment of the middle, and we have amazing opportunities. And in those moments, we can be consumed by our own issues and our own problems and our own pain, or we can take our hunger and thirst to Jesus, the bread of life and the well of life, and we can let Him satisfy the needs and heart of our soul, and we can allow Jesus then to, uh, to overflow in us. Don't wait till you're finished, Right? From the moment of your beginning in faith, you give your life to Christ, and here's what Christ is going to do with your life. He's going to give it away. You and I have a choice. We can seek the kingdom of this world, or we can seek the kingdom of God. Jesus said this, um, but seek first, you guys, all of you who really get it, who, who really believe, you seek first my kingdom, not yours, not your fame, not your, um, not your comfort. You seek my kingdom first and everything else will be added. Seek my righteousness. What's another name for righteousness? Just the rightness. So you go into the bad and the broken and you, and you do right, you live right, you, you, you are the rightness of God in the midst of what is broken and, and hopeless. And in, and in a life that did not do God's will, you, you come to God and you say, God, I'm going to do your will from this point forward. I'm giving my life to you. And you watch God heal and redeem. It's not instant easy. It's not magic wand. That's garbage. Anybody who tells you that the way of the cross is easy is lying to you or selling something. But you give your life to Jesus as he gave his life to you. And he will come inside of you and, and your thriving and living will begin. And then he's going to send you out to overflow in the lives of other hurting people who do not know him yet. 
I'm telling you, we are going to work hard against the Western model of Christianity that says, I got mine and I don't care. We're going to work hard against the model that says, I'm going to, going to you know, suffer a little time on Sunday and, and, and live a purposeless life the rest of the week. No, no to hell on that. You are called of God. The image of God you bear. You are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good work which He prepared beforehand for you to do. And if you will hear God calling you, if you will give Him your yes, if you will do His will, then the kingdom comes. And where there was hurt, there will be healing. Where there was hopeless, there will be shades of heaven. Where there was only the hell of addiction is now the possibilities of, of a life with Christ. I believe this. If I did not believe this story, I would not be before you. I'm not here for a paycheck. There's a lot of other things I could do to earn a living. I'm here because I believe, and I believe that the will of God is the way. And today I just want to ask you, how will you answer? How, how will you give God your yes to your purpose. I want you in these next few moments to just for a moment, not saying you have to finish this way, just for a moment, but just to, to bow your head and draw a circle around your chair. And I want you to, to offer God, first of all, if you've never invited him in, invite Jesus in, you know, in, in, give him your life. Um, and, and if you are a believer, invite him in again, in, not for salvation, but in obedience. Invite him to be in control and, and offer him your life to do his will, his way, out in a broken world. Will you and I do the will of God? If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. As we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.